Welcome, Internet, to the Place of Video Games Podcast. It's your boy, Dead Ninja Dev, and I'm here with none other than uh, Mr. Eat the Hype himself. Currently Lane. eating hype. Nice. Lane is out with the stomach bug. Delvin is gone till the end of the year, but we are not alone. Unless there's a zombie apocalypse. Uh, there, there is that. <laughs> he said he, he, said yes. he would record if there was a zombie apocalypse. You did? You did. Oh, interesting. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Let him, let him have the month off. Let him just, let him be free. Let him be free. The, the man does a lot. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm awesome. confused. I, I yeah. was told I was here for the Yumi and Capri Canadian Christmas cavalcade. I mean, that's why I set up the tree. I'm not sure you what this is. Definitely get your wires crossed. Yeah, sorry. That, Shoot. That definitely is not what's happening here. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess I can talk about stuff anyway. You know. Yeah, sure. Why not? But uh, <laughs> Why not? as you can see, we're not alone. We brought one of the founding fathers of Play Some Video Games. The culinary master himself, none other than Justin, Justin Warner. Justin Warner. <laughs> nope, not him. Not him. Can confirm he's videotaping in California right now, so it is not Justin Warner. Sure, but uh, yeah, sure. Donnie, Donnie dragged me out of retirement for this. So <laughs> he Were said, listen, everybody is gone. <laughs> you're our only, you're our last hope will be one. Please don't leave Dropping me here like with just class. death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Hobick, you're right. This is the HR manager. We got to be on our best behavior today. Oh, not tonight. Not tonight. Yeah. I'm off tonight. Oh, he's, take, so. he's taking the HR hat off. He said, look here, I'm here for the shenanigans and the food. I got the PSVG hat on instead. No HR hat. It's Christmas. That. That's what I want to hear. It's Christmas. It's Christmas damn it. It's definitely Christmas in, in Kevin's house. Look at all that. Mm-hmm. I know you guys normally go all out for Christmas. You are, yeah, this are is you? just one room. This this the living room. So, yeah, for mm-hmm. anybody who hasn't been around that long, uh, we do decorate. Every single room in my house is decorated for Christmas. So kind of like what you see behind Donnie. Just imagine that Christmas blew up all over my entire house. And every room has a different theme, too. So, Wow. Yeah. That is... That's a lot. Where does all that stuff go when you're done? I mean, there's storage be a room, room we have dedicated for that, right? Yeah, it's a storage room. We put all of our holiday decorations, but Christmas and Halloween take up the most. Uh, it's the, you know, those big storage, like uh, Rubbermaid bins. You can get like Home Depot and stuff. Mm-hmm. It For Christmas, it is seven or eight of those. Um, and then we have two trees that obviously don't fit in the bins. So there's a tree up here. There's a tree downstairs uh, as well. So, yeah. And that's that's just Christmas decorations. Just Christmas. Yep. Halloween is four, so it's not quite it's a level of Christmas, but yeah. I think I have two Christmas bins. Just just two. And then everything else gets one. So there's like one for the fall and one for the spring. <laughs> and we just go right from Halloween. It goes right to Halloween to a week later Christmas decorations were up. So this has been up for a while now. Wow. They are not playing around yeah. over there. No, we don't. Very nice, very nice. Well, it's good to have you back. It's been far, far too long uh, to not have you on the airwave. So it's good to see you, Kev. Glad you. Thank you. Good to see you guys. This. Yeah. And how are you this weekend or this this e- this afternoon, evening, whatever it is in your t- neck of the woods, Danny? How are you? You look very busy and focused over there. I'm okay. You okay? It's been, you sure. You just yeah. You look a little it's off. A week. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I'm just stuck. Well, I'm I'm a little overwhelmed here lately, leading into the holiday. Just got too much going on, really. So yeah, I totally feel you on that, man. It's been it's been an interesting week. 
holiday the, crunch time. The the, the Tyus family, yeah. The crunch time, the the grief, like my, my wife's mother's birthday was this past weekend, so that was tough for her. Mm-hmm. Um just a lot going on and whew, yeah, I'm just looking for that reset button. I'm ready to just kinda get through the holidays. So I feel you there, Danny. I feel the overwhelmness, man. Yeah, I'm just trying to get through the whole- at least the Christmas break to get a nice like little four day vacation and then I got a peach drop so I'll be doing New Year's Eve too so I won't get much of a like a respite until after then but yeah I don't know it's like my boss trying to shove like a year's worth of catching up in three weeks before we cross over and I already told you guys I mean not that anybody cares on the podcast but like I'm switching over jobs so like they they approved the new positions Friday so we had to apply to like today like as soon mm-hmm. as they go live we have to put in like immediately because they have like a 12 hour they're trying to set it up to where nobody else applies but us okay. right um which i'm not concerned about but some of the other people on my staff might be um there's nobody more qualified for my job than me <laughs> like i don't want nobody <laughs> wants to meet that person so um but you know it's your resume it's your birth certificates it's your your marriage certificates, it's all of your training certificates. It's, you know, they got to do everything all over again. And um, orientation, they're trying to shove everything in before the 22nd so they can get us over before the new year. So we will qualify for our cost of living bonus that all county employees get next year. So they're like trying to shove, you know, like months and months of HR into like two weeks. Yeah. Why didn't they just start that like last month? the month before like they knew this was happening it's like they, why no they did the it because they've they been didn't. going to the board of commissioners trying to approve oh, it's like a budget takeover it's essentially mm-hmm. the county like taking over the agency so they're committing to salary requirements forever like indefinitely it's like a it's like a it's like a three hundred fifty thousand dollar buyout essentially from Jesus. one company to the other it's like the same company but it's a different funding line so it has to be approved by the commissioners. It's got to go through HR. It's got to go through the county attorney. It's got to go. Everything's got to get done. IT's got to put the positions up. Like there's so many layers, you know, just red tape, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So that's a lot to have to deal with during the holidays. That's yeah. Just, it's not right. It's not right at all. Yeah. And then when the like, clock twist, ammonia, Devin applied for your job. We had an ammonia leak <laughs> yesterday. We had to evacuate like a half mile. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Really? COVID, For ammonia wow. and Omicron, and you know, like it just—it just keeps, man. It just keeps coming. <laughs> Fuck. So, 2021 is basically just 2020's leftovers reheated in there. Yeah, which out. makes me nervous for 2022 at this point because don't call it. <laughs> I don't see the light at the end of that tunnel. Really, like let's be honest. Right. Yeah. Anyways, enough of this depressing ass stuff, man. Let's talk about some video games. Sorry. Two weekends in a row. Sorry, guys. (laughs) It's all gravy. It's all gravy. You know, life happens. Life life keeps going. But so do video games. Kevin, you have been gone for a while from the airways, but you have been doing a lot of reviews and a lot of a lot of gameplay. So what have you been up to is these past couple of weeks? What have you been playing? Yeah, I mean, it's thankfully reviews have kind of wound down for the year. There's not really much coming out. Like Halo was like the last big drop, I think, for the year. And there's going to be some indies and stuff. But uh, thankfully, I'm able to take a break because it seemed like every big game that came out this last quarter uh, got thrown my way. So I've been very busy with your Battlefields, your Call of Duties, your Guardians, all that stuff. Far Cry's played played a beat of all of them. Um, So I was in kind of a lull. I found myself being like, I got nothing to to play. I felt weird. I'm like looking at my backlog. I'm like, all right, where do I start? 
uh, for stuff that I hadn't been able to play. Um, and uh, I kind of just said, let's go back to Hades. I don't know why. <laughs> I still love that game. <laughs> I started playing on Xbox again or PlayStation. No, Xbox. Playing on Xbox. So experiencing that again. Um, but uh, Fortnite got its hooks to me again with the end of uh, Chapter 2 flipping over to Chapter 3. Um, so I know that's a story later on. So I guess we'll talk more about it then. But we'll about uh, it I'll say is Okay. I'll say so it, it got its hooks to me. Uh, I've been playing through the last season, but kind of getting tired of it. And I really thought I was going to be like, all right, I'm not going to not going to play anymore. I'm going to stop after this chapter is done. I completed the battle pass, got everything unlocked, everything. I'm like, I think I'm done for a while. Nothing really grabbed me. And then they do the end game event where um, basically the rock shows up. The rock had been this mysterious character that had been alluded to uh, for a while as the foundation. Um, And basically he saves Jonesy and the island flipped over the foundation. Yes, exactly. That's a little, little on the nose there, but that's Fortnite for you. Uh, But the island flipped over revealing a whole new place with the daily bugles there uh, from Spider-Man and um, just a whole different, um, landscape uh, that we've seen before. So it didn't go back to the old map. It didn't remain the new nap- map. It's all totally different. Um, but they've enhanced a lot of things. The guns are better. Um, there's different guns. You actually have like scopes now besides the sniper oh. rifle. So you have like the red dot sights on certain guns and stuff, which is really cool. Um, like totally they, ripping they off cut, other games. Look, let's they, be honest, they, but they cut all of their, all of their apps are over to unreal now, right? Yes. Everything is yep. running unreal now. So yep. that's a big change. So, that's why you're seeing the new, yeah changes in physics and mechanics exactly like so you got the master class of how to constantly reinvent yourself they are they they really are i mean they are joke about it too but i think dead game but they are it's like an endless dev cycle though (laughs) yeah oh it is like there there are trade-offs that come with that these poor people are just constantly going there is no off time hey but they're employed there's no layoffs going on over there for damn sure like that's the thing it's like you're right they're busy there's no yeah, Me Too could, stuff that we're hearing about, so nope. hopefully people not are getting yet. paid and not being harassed. You know, hopefully it's I'm not a even nice going to Google that, but <laughs> yeah, right. I, would, I wouldn't be so sure gonna. about that. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, I said they're that we've heard. Bold, I have heard bold claims, bold strategy, right. Cotton. I mean, they're, <laughs> we're just fighting Apple. That's really the only big news story they got going on right now. But That's true. Um, yeah, I mean, they added sliding physics, so like right out of Apex, they got that going now. Um, Spider-Man with the web-slinging gun, which isn't available yet. So everybody's telling me, like, oh, web-slinging would be better than Avengers, which I'm sure it is anyway, because the Avengers Spider-Man is garbage. But keep in mind, people can't use that yet. So you're seeing that one clip over and over again on how the web-slinging is better. You haven't really seen it. It's just that what they've released as far as uh, video. Um, but that's coming. So, yeah, I'm back all in in that. It's just it's just a cool experience. They've added more lore to the game, um, giving you more story that has, believe it or not, for a Battle Royale to have a story, but they've continued to push that along. Uh, the narrative there, so that's going. Uh, and then, I mean, the big news was was Halo today. So Halo dropped. That? Uh, I beat I it. it. I'm just kidding. I didn't beat it. <laughs> I was gonna say, damn. <laughs> no, I um I played like an hour and a half of it. Um, I mean, so far so good. Looks great. Um, it has frozen up on me. It didn't crash, and I thought it was going to. Uh, like the game just mid combat just stopped. And I was like, mm. oh, waiting for it to freeze and like go back to the main screen. And it didn't. It was like five seconds hung up and it just kept going. But that's the only hiccup I've had audio, video, anything wise. Um, so it looks good, plays good, handles fine. Um, the narrative hasn't grabbed me yet coming as like a, a Halo newbie. But the combat feels good and the weapons are fine. So um, definitely something I'm going to play through at least. And from what I understand, it's not super long. So um, 
yeah, excited to dive back into it. I was hoping to be able to play it like all day today, but they kind of dropped us with that. Uh, oh, you're not going to be able to play it till one o'clock, and then they pushed an update that was small. And then when I went to boot up the game, it's like, oh wait, you have to download the campaign now too. I'm like, well, what was that last update? Why don't you what? download the campaign? So yeah, you couldn't download the campaign until one. Um, so I had to wait a little bit. So I only got to play like an hour and a half. But so far, so good. Interesting. Yeah. Did a global I, launch all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, but if it's just a campaign and it's not like on, right, it's not multiplayer. Like, so I don't. Why? Why was it an issue? Like I. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Why was could have done a global launch at midnight too? Just like why was what an issue? Around. Why did you have to download it? I'm saying, like, why didn't it let you preload and all of that stuff and everything? Normally, games like this, they launch at 9 or midnight for you guys. Yeah. You're able to preload and then get in. But, like, this was, like, this weird rolling, like, I think it's because, yeah, it wasn't rolling. It went live globally, worldwide at 1 p.m. Eastern. So it went live everywhere at 1 p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. Eastern. Whatever whatever that is in your time zone, that's when it went live. It's still just a weird time. Like, why not midnight? Yeah. Yeah, one o'clock yeah. middle of the day, like that. Mm. That I don't what, know. I don't know if that was yeah, one o'clock middle of the day in our time at least. Uh, not probably, probably a very technical server related re- reason, if I had to guess. I'm sure, but um, yeah, I mean, you had to download the you had to download the campaign, and the reason you had to update it and go through the app is, I think, it's because they're merging two player bases that had early access to one app like a two months ago, yeah, and an updated app today. So yeah, yeah, gotta, yeah. But I mean, I mean, normally you do, not, you're able to preload and have everything, and you're just downloading that yeah, little patch. I, I expected unlocks. that little patch to come through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they I totally said expected that, that two gig. I don't know why. Eighteen gig. Like I said, yeah. I'm sure there's a reason. Oh yeah, yeah. There definitely but, is. It's just but they they weird. definitely communicate it. They tell us for a week there's no preloads on the campaign. I think it. I think it's to stave off. And I also think it's just coming in. I think it came in hot. Like the the build that reviewers played isn't the build that we're playing today. You know, I think that's a big part of it too. You know, mm. it's it's not. Uh, I'm also playing it. I'm not having any issues. I have had zero issues actually, um, in terms of performance or resolution or freezing or anything. I played this game for five hours today, and uh, didn't have any issues. So I stopped to like eat dinner, make dinner, but I left it on. You know, so I probably played for like three and a half hours. But um, yeah, I'm through. I've opened up the next area, so like I'm um, through the prologue and then through the opening area, and uh, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. I think they, I think they nailed it. It's Halo. It feels like Halo. It looks like Halo. Um, it's not the prettiest game I've ever seen, but it's definitely very nice. There's nothing wrong with it, the way that it looks. Um, I think, I think that they've done a really good job. It's open world shooter, you know? Um, a part of me wants to say, I feel like the balance might be, um, leaning towards like a co-op adventure. Because there are just swarms of enemies, just a lot of folks. Like when you get into the tower and stuff, there's a lot of people. Um, I'm just mowing through waves and waves and waves. It seems never ending. Um, mm. But then I feel like folks might just say, but I'm not good at it or something, or I'm not used to it either. So, you know, what do I know? What do I know? I mean, you got to wait six months for the co-op anyway, so you don't get used to it yet. Yeah, and I mean, I've, when I was playing Halo 4, you know, there were sections where there were lots of enemies, but I feel like this is definitely ratcheted up a, a bit. I feel like that's yeah. probably a good thing for players that's probably what they want i've had a lot of tense moments say, yeah Give i've had a lot of moments where i died and i was like ah and i've had a lot of moments where i killed somebody like on my you know i was a shot away from dying too so yeah in yeah. that re- in that regard it feels tense and rewarding 
you know, I'm having fun playing it. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm digging the story. Uh, it's simple so far, which I like. Um, having played all of the Halo campaigns, except for five, I didn't finish fives. I've never really understood what the hell was going on. I understand exactly <laughs> what's going on in this one, um, which I appreciate quite a bit. That's true. Yeah. Um, the weapon is great. She counters Master Chief really, really well. She's very charming and bubbly and funny. And um, that's the weapon, weapon is Cortana. Is Cortana too. Cortana. The new Cortana. <laughs> the new Cortana. AI. That's what it's called. It's, the, it's called the weapon. The weapon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, I, I thought first. that was a little weird too, but yeah, it's weapon. And um, she's great. And uh, I think between him, her, and the pilot, there's a lot of good dialogue going on. The new dialogue for the grunts and the enemies is fantastic. It's probably my favorite part of the game so far. Um, when they kill you or when you're on the, the upper end, um, the shit they say is just absolutely hilarious. It's very, very fun. Uh, are the very, grunts very fun. the little the little guys that sound like elves yeah. or whatever? Like, yeah. Those are the ones that annoy me. I like the Those other are guys. really funny. And then the banished, they're very, very good. You yeah, know, they'll kill you and they'll be like, I thought you were legendary and stuff like that. And, you know, and you're like, God damn it. I got to get back there and kill that guy. Um, you know, it's good. It's very good. I think they did it. Halo's gold again. They did it. Like, I was very concerned for this game for the last six months hmm. after its long story dev cycle and its delay and, and everything that they've put behind it and what it means. They nailed it. This is a very good game. Um, you know, and then that's just the. Again, this is my first impression. I haven't finished it, but what I've played so so far is quality. It's a very good quality shooter. You know, it stands there with Gears and all the other shooters you play. Cool, very cool. Definitely Glad is you're enjoying it. It's it's not Far Cry. It's Far Cry ish, but it's not Far Cry. They got little bases that you can unlock, and it kind of opens yeah. up the map a little bit more. But I mean, the thing is, it's open world, but so far there's not a whole lot out there you know it's pretty linear like and you're basically doing you know like when i think open world games you've got a lot that you can do like uh in far cry you do hunting and side quests and stuff like that there's nothing like you're just shooting folks like it's literally just go to this dot shoot some folks go to the next dot shoot some more folks go to the next dot shoot some more folks you know it's it's more like that the grappling hook is cool though i like the grapple yeah i mean it's definitely a feature they they make it a big part of the game yeah they do I wasn't expecting to be highlighted so much so early, yeah. but yeah, they definitely cram it at you, but it seems it's to a work core mechanic. Fun. Yeah. You got to use it and you got to learn how to use it and you got to use it for traversal. You got to use it for combat, combat. Um, yeah. the dudes with the shields, if you don't have a plasma rifle, like that's very yeah. effective there. Um, I've already leveled mine up, which you can add more like stun abilities and longer duration and cut the cooldown. Yeah, cool. So like you can definitely level it up and upgrade it and make it better, you know? So it is, it definitely, makes it feel it definitely changes the way i've played a halo game especially in traversal like out in the open world um which is neat that it does have the open world thing where like you can basically go anywhere all right you know i show up this really big base and i can like get on the roof if i want to and shoot people um you know you can kind of go and do whatever you want so in that regard it does open up your ability to kind of plot your own plan um very cool. I might play it a little bit later. Just not jumping into it right now. <clears throat> Anything else you playing down here? Has just been all Halo? Yeah, I see you wrote. It's all Halo today. Here. Yeah, I played a lot today because I got my work done early and wanted the escape. And I'm gonna play it a little bit more after we get done. I mean, I'm, I'm liking it a lot. I want. I hope people yeah. realize good. that I'm liking it a lot. Good. It's it's very very good. Um, 
possibly, I don't know, we'll see where the story goes and everything, but already it just feels way more cohesive and like together in a way that I've not really felt in a lot of Halo games before. Having played hmm. Combat Evolved, 3, Reach, 4, I've always felt like I think it's because of the story in the gameplay. It's always kind of a little disjointed, you know, the vehicle combat section, and then you go to the door, and you open the door, and now you're an hallway shooter. You know, it's kind of got like that thing that's go, that I've always kind of associated with Halo. And yeah. this one feels way more cohesive from a story character to like the gameplay and what you're doing like as the world is opening up and i'm getting more missions it all definitely like you get that liberation you know build back the forces because it's like the world against halo i mean the world's like just against master chief like you're an army of one until you kind of reclaim and build everything back up and so far the story and the missions you're doing all kind of jive with that you know it all seems like it's like singularly focused on that objective so far so you know i'm not seeing crazy people that I don't know who they are, where they came from. Like, you know, like who are these guys and nothing like that is, is really happening. I think they've done a really good job of kind of setting the table without getting like really detailed and overly involved. Like halo lore can be. Yeah, um, they like, modernized it. It feels up to date with what still has that old halo feel a little bit. So like experienced halo players will still say this still feels familiar, but they modernize the mechanics of it to make it a little more newish. Like it doesn't feel as dated as some of the old ones as you were naming, like just still feel with the remaster. Like on the story side, they definitely reach back and they kind of talk to you about some stuff that's happened before, but they don't do it in such a like defined, um, complex vocabulary like they're not reaching back and pulling like names of people that you don't know and it's like it's very high high level like high overview so i feel like if you've played them all before you're gonna be like i remember that if you haven't played them all before you're still gonna be up to speed like you're like oh well i guess that's what happened (laughs) you know like and you're not gonna feel left out like i feel i feel like anybody can play this i don't feel like you've had to play a previous halo they definitely talk about stuff that's happened but i feel like they they keep it really, really vague and high level, high level. So you don't have to, you don't have to be an expert to, to follow along with what's going on. Trying to get the new generation to jump. Exactly. Like this is my halo. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, cool. Um, I played a bunch of comfort food this week. I've had a, a rough couple weeks. So, you know, I'm playing like NCAA football and PGA tour golf and, things like that just playing stuff that i also didn't want to like i've got a few games that i wanted to play before halo came out and because of working on my commitments i haven't got to it so like i didn't want to start anything mm-hmm. um i did play i am playing a game on my switch called north guard which is like um it's like a civilization game oh yeah um, like yeah, a strategy yeah. game um it has a story mode which is what i'm playing it has an adventure mode and multiplayer mode so like you diehard civ fans you can definitely do that but i'm playing the story mode where you take over this clan, you have to build it up. And I mean, I have gotten this way with Sims Golf and Civ and things in the past. Like when I find the right one of these types of games, they get very addictive for me and I'll just play them for like six hours. <laughs> They're like nonstop. And uh, this game definitely like put its hooks into me pretty hard for a couple of days. It was on sale during the Black Friday eShop sale. I got it for like 10 bucks. I think it's like $40. It's got really good reviews on Steam and a lot of people on PC like it a lot. Yeah, and, I got it on PC a while ago. It's fun. It's a good game. Yeah, and the translation to Switch is great. I'm not having any issues. Like, in, in the way that it's set up, it's almost, it's really nice for 
controller because you're not managing like individual like grids like you kind of do in Civ. Like everything's just basically kind of like an area. And then all of your all of your actions in terms of building and everything are like mapped to a face button. And then they do a lot of good they do a really good job of recommending you things like on your face buttons like this is what's best for this territory right now. But if you want to build something else like you can hop into like a radial wheel and you can kind of dive in, but they never really make you have to. So in that regard, it's a really good fit. So if you're looking for a game like that, if you want to try one, um, I'd highly recommend it. It's got, you know, cartoony, artsy graphics, got cutscenes and story and the whole dialogue and everything. It's it's procedural. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's it's fun. You get to Viking, you get to do different stuff. You know, you can mine plant fields, you know, because you've got to have wood and food for the winter. Or everybody starts dying. Last night, everybody started dying. Like my wood production just <laughs> fell off a cliff and I don't know why I still haven't quite figured it out, but everybody just started dying left and right. And they're all just like, ah, and they just fall on the field. I'm like, no, just get me to spring. Somebody um, you got to pillage more. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, there's, you know, there's wolves and undead and you get, you get raided by rival clans and stuff like that. It's, it's good stuff. It's good fun. Good game on switch. Nice. nice. Yes. Yeah, for me, um, I've played nothing. Um, <laughs> I have not had time to play anything at all. It's just been, oof, been I was busy. there. Like I took the weekend off more or less and wasn't going to yeah. play anything. I didn't want to, I wanted to play things. I just didn't really <laughs> have the time. Good. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just been nonstop, just stuff to do. So I just really didn't get a chance to play. And then by the time I would get around to playing, I was like, I'm just tired. So I'm yeah. just going to go to bed. I did yeah. hop into Destiny 2 uh, yesterday for probably about an hour and a half, if that, because um, they launched the uh, their 30th anniversary celebration stuff for, for Bungie. Um, so I'll talk about that a little bit, just get that little news tidbit out the way. But uh, So they had the 30th anniversary pack. Um, it dropped yesterday. It added a new dungeon. Um, a new six-man activity, uh, which is called the Dares of Eternity. If you know anything about Destiny, it's got Zer, um, who is this weird vendor that nobody knows. Like everybody made who he everybody is. on the show made fun of the weapon about fifteen minutes ago. I just want to point that out. Uh, I don't see yeah. the chat at all. The Galahorn, but Zer is a name. So I mean, is weapon it? is not a name. That's a is thing. It? Oh yeah, Zer. He's is, making is, fun of the name Zer versus weapon. Oh. Yeah, weapon. That's just weird, especially when you know. I know she's an AI. Zer is just his name. That's the that's the vendor. His his name. Okay. Anyway, well, Halo yeah, even so, implies that she's a physical weapon when he first goes after it, because the guy's like, "Well, this uh, better be a good weapon," and then you get it, and it's an AI, and you're like, well, "This isn't a weapon." And then she didn't have a name like Cortana, like she's just, "I'm gonna be weapon." I think she does. I think it'll be revealed to us. Probably, maybe, maybe yeah. it won't. Maybe they'll just call it the weapon. I don't know. Does she but, just not want to tell him his name, like her name? Did, did Cortana not play the story? Figure it out, Dev. I'm not playing that shit. <laughs> I just think it's funny. <laughs> anyway. Those stones when they're like, yeah, and there's this dude named Zer and. He, Hey, Zer, Zer is the Destiny right. version. But I was of the, confused the, the guy from... about weapon. Like I didn't know yeah. that that's what that was. I was confirming what that was. I wasn't okay. making fun of the name. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that was what Cortana was or the new Cortana was. Anyway, Zer is literally the Destiny version of the the guy, the shop owner from Resident Evil yeah. Four. What do you think? The him? what you bought? And he's like that kind Destiny. of guy. I know exactly who he is. Did you play Destiny? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. I'm just I don't, I don't know if he did. But yeah, so Zer is who's the main person driving uh, 
this expansion or this pack or whatever um we finally get to know a little bit more about like his history and who he is because previously he just shows up with wares and you're like who are you and he's like my will is not my own i don't i don't i'm not here because i want to be um the the nine whoever the hell the nine are so we're starting to delve more into that and the little six minute activity is fun zer talks like he's a um a game show host which is also really funny because <laughs> it's this really dry delivery so it's just really funny and he's got this horse and he mentions the horse and what the horse wants you to do it's just it's funny so it's it's a cool little like just throwback to to Zer and having him be more of a forefront because he was just like at a point it was like what is Zer here for he's just useless like why is he even here so now we have a reason and with that they also brought back uh Gallahorn, which is like the OG just boss destruction. It, the weapon was just ridiculous. If you had Gallahorn, you just melted everything in your path. So they brought that back um, and they made it even more OP than it was before. It used to be a point where if you didn't have Gallahorn, you got kicked out the group. So anytime you were trying to run a, run a, run a raid or anything in Destiny 1, it'd be like, you must have Gallahorn or you're getting kicked. So what they did with this is if you don't have Gallahorn, one of the perks for the weapon was when you shot a rocket, it would impact and then it would have all these little mini missiles that would impact again. So anybody who's who has a rocket launcher, that's a legendary rocket launcher, um, but it's not Gallahorn. If somebody else in your party has Gallahorn, your rocket launcher automatically gets those missiles as well. So there's no more. You have to have Gallahorn or you're getting kicked. It's yeah. like as long as one person has it, everybody's got it, which I you're think good. is a, a pretty cool like nod to that and also a way of kind of getting rid of that must-have Gallahorn thing when you're trying to do some high-level content or whatnot. So that's cool. Um, they also added, just because, you know, it's Bungie, it's Bungie's 30th, not Destiny's 30th anniversary, they added um, some armor sets from Marathon, which is one of the, which was their very first game, and then also they had a, a couple of nods to Halo. So the Battle Rifle um, from Halo 1 is in the game, as well as the Magnum Pistol is also in the game. Um, they're definitely called something different, but it is those weapons, so they are yeah. having a nod to Halo in there, and people are really, really digging them, rough, them weapons. The battle rifle is actually quite ridiculous. It it just melts. It's really good in PvP, and if you get the right roll on it, you're just basically just curb stomping people. It's it's ridiculous. But um, the dungeon is a lot of fun. Me and my friends went through that last night. We didn't finish it because it is very puzzly, and we got to one point, and I was just like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> but the dungeon was fun. The, the, the six-man activity is fun. There's just a lot of stuff to, to do in the game. So it was really fun to just kind of jump back in there for a while. I'm looking forward to, you know, playing that probably through the rest of December. Um, that and, and Guardians just jump back and forth. But I'm excited to be back in, in the, the Destiny world again. Glad there's something to do. And tomorrow we'll get more news about uh, the Witch Queen expansion, which I'm also super excited about because they're taking it to a really interesting place with the story. So... I'm happy to be home again. So much like Donnie and his comfort food, I'm also playing comfort food. It's just good times for all. So, I don't know if that's comfort food playing. for you. It's more like your regular diet. That's true. I mean, I haven't it's played like anything different. Would be your dessert. His food pyramid. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. Eight to ten <laughs> servings of this, and then he sprinkles in some stuff on top. Isn't that isn't that you in golf? Isn't that you in NCAA football? To be perfectly honest, Mm-mm. I didn't play Absolutely. golf in months. I it haven't played Destiny in months. PGA Tour. It's a really good game. Yeah, I played Destiny. Last time I played was September fourteenth. Before that, I oh, hadn't wow. played okay. since March. 
So that's true because you've been doing Far Cry and Guardians, right? So it's yeah. Yeah, I've been playing so much other stuff. Like I really hadn't played Destiny at all, really. So yeah, good to come. That's back what happens home, when you play it for four or five years nonstop. You know, eventually you want to play something else. I mean, I always played other stuff, but Destiny is just home. All right, son of a bitch. It was definitely anyway, like a two-year period there where you barely played anything but Destiny. <laughs> yeah. Destiny yeah. 1, yeah. absolutely. That was definitely Destiny a thing. 1. <laughs> Destiny 1, absolutely. Destiny 2, I played a lot of other stuff between Destiny 2 because Destiny 2 just wasn't as good as 1, to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. when it came out. Yeah. But I digress. You said something here about this holiday plans update. What, what, what are we talking about? What's going on? Yeah, so I want to go ahead and start laying the bricks for the path ahead. Um, we're going to record next weekend. It'll be the 15th next Wednesday. And then we're going to record that weekend. Our favorite games of the year podcast is what we did last year, where we kind of grabbed a bunch of PSVG years and we threw them on a show. Last year it was like Empire and Shaq. This year it'll basically be PSVG and Shaq. And we'll all jump on and we'll just talk about our favorite games of the year. Um, you can do them in order. You can do them in no particular. It doesn't matter. Just our favorite games of the year. We'll talk about them, and then we'll talk about uh, kind of what we're looking forward to next year. So that'll we'll record that the following weekend. So let me look at a calendar here. So we're going to record that on like the 18th and 19th, and then it's going to go yeah. out to patrons on the 22nd. So it'll it'll fill in our episode for that week, and then it'll go out to the public the 26th, the day after Christmas. We will be off the 29th. So essentially, once we record that favorite games of the year podcast. We're going to have like two weeks off. Um, we'll grab a show or two from the Patreon as we did last year. And uh, we'll we'll push, push it out over the PSVG feed. So we'll grab um, probably a dollar cinema, maybe a decade of horror in our strong style, something like that. And we'll put it out um, kind of, you know, just periodically throughout the week. I'm not going to do it like on Wednesdays or anything. I'll drop one like on Tuesday and one on Friday. And uh, so if you're not a patron and you want to hear kind of what you're what you're missing out on, um, we're going to give you a taste of what the DLC feed has for you. While we take a couple weeks off, and I feel like, at least on the PSVG side, we could all use it. So I know I'm looking forward to it. I think Elaine's looking forward to it. So uh, yeah, we'll be off the 22nd, the 29th, and we will come back officially on the 5th. Which helps me out at work as I get through this transition and New Year's Eve and stuff too. That's another big reason why I always kind of take the break, because work gets really busy this time of year for me. So yeah. Perfect, perfect. Well... With that out of the way, let's jump into some news. And now it's time for some news. And I'm not talking about some fake news, everyone. Fake news. I'm hungry. I want a hamburger and some kafifi. Let's check out those gaming headlines. Thank you, Wrench. I appreciate <laughs> the segue. Um, big news story this week. According to Jason Schreier, Bloomberg... PlayStation is readying a new service codenamed Spartacus. Service is expected to launch in spring 2022 and will merge Sony's two existing subscription services, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, into one service. Documents on the project reveal three tiers of the new service. The lowest tier will essentially be what we know now as PlayStation Plus. You'll get online a couple of games a month. A middle tier will feature a catalog of games, more or less kind of what we know as PlayStation Now. And then the highest tier which will feature all of the stuff before, plus extended demos, game streaming, access to a larger library of PlayStation 1 through 3 and PSP games. (sighs) So, what do you guys think? (laughs) 
a lot of headlines that ran the day that this dropped was PlayStation is readying a Game Pass, you know, equivalent. Um, this isn't that. Jason Trier mm-hmm. immediately pointed out that this doesn't include any plans to launch PlayStation Day One exclusives like Game yeah. Pass does. You're not going to have those. And as long as they don't have those, then it's not Game Pass. Now, does that mean that it can't be a successful subscription that rivals Game Pass? No, I don't think that. Yeah. I don't think they have to do that to do that. So, I kind of sum this up as like it's like a little bit of Game Pass and a little bit of Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. Um, the most intriguing part of this to me uh, is definitely the backwards compatibility. There's a lot of questions that I have, and then for more or less, I, I honestly I look at this as a rebrand, and it's kind of a smart way for an for PlayStation to raise the price of PlayStation Plus. Is really kind of how I see this. What about you guys? Now you say backwards compatibility. Like, what do you mean by backwards compatibility? Because nothing to nothing of this says backwards compatibility. Because to me, backwards compatibility means like I can throw in my PS3 games. Like that is the suggestion. The suggestion games. from the article is that they would have some sort of enhanced backwards compatibility. I, I think PlayStation 3 stuff will remain streamable, um, but I could see PlayStation One, PlayStation Two classics being downloadable, and maybe there's a bigger, decent library of that than what we got on PlayStation Four. They had like what like forty PS2 games you could download on PlayStation Four. Yeah. I wasn't very impressed with the emulation, but they were there. Um, I also wasn't going to buy them, you know, for like I think they were like ten bucks a piece. Yeah. Um, but if you throw them all into a service, you know, it is a little more intriguing, especially if you can round that out. Like the Vita had a great library of PS2 and PlayStation One games, so if you can get some of that in here, like like again, I'm thinking like Nintendo Switch Online, you can grab forty or fifty of those some PSP stuff and throw it in there and I get my PlayStation plus games and I can stream PS3 games and you give PlayStation. Now you have a service that I think is worth something. The question yeah. for me really comes down to value as with most things do. Are they charging what game pass charges or can they undercut them a little bit? Cause if they can undercut them a little bit, I might, I'm probably a buyer. I feel like they've got to undercut them because they're not offering you. Yeah, I don't think they have to at all. Like This is not how Sony is operated at all. I don't mean that they have to in that (laughs) respect. I'm saying they absolutely can undercut them because of the fact that there aren't going to be day one games. I think $99 sounds nice. I think that's what it'll be. Yeah. Yeah, $99 a year. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like you said, it's not it's not a direct game pass one for one comparison, but I think it's 100 percent a great step for Sony to try and do something uh, mm-hmm. worthwhile, especially with PlayStation now. And it's, it, it's you have right now is you have a lot of gamers who sit there and say, okay, I want a PlayStation because I want those exclusives. I want my Uncharted. I want my Last of Us. I want Spider-Man, stuff like that. But then you still look at Game Pass. And you're like, man, that is such a great deal, though. I, I should get in on that, too. This may sway a couple people from saying, I don't need to buy an Xbox. I'll just do sony's game pass whatever the equivalent is and i still get this huge library of games every month that changes because they do update the playstation now every month too so there's something there um you don't get the day and date first party games but i mean sony doesn't have any problem moving those units as it is so i think as a business model in their mind they don't need to do that yet um but yeah if it was 100 bucks i'm i'm in on that that's that's my to me sounds fantastic and if my only issue with playstation now is for day one stuff that'd also be boss yeah well yeah my biggest issue with PlayStation Now, because I've thought about subscribing a few times, is that they rotate games, especially yeah. the first-party stuff. They come in and out, and they usually come in and out on short windows. Pretty quick. Yeah. I'd like to see that not happen. 
I'd love to see them commit to adding some first party games just when they hit. They don't have to give me a time frame, but whenever they're there, they're there. You know, because yeah, don't move those I, I don't want to have to drop everything I'm planning on doing to play this game because they just added a PlayStation now and I've got 30 days to play it. You know, I, I don't yeah. think that is the best way to sell a subscription service. The subscription service, you know, is Netflix. It's just open it up, pick one. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be on a timer. It's kind of antithesis of what you're selling there. Well, Netflix stuff is on a timer though. There are some stuff that is all. There's always stuff. Yeah, that's but not Netflix's big. Like, they're exclusive. Originals, yeah, no, yeah. but yeah. You have so if Sony were able to do just their drivers. exclusives, right? If they if they waited like two years out and then had their exclusives on there and not have to worry about it dropping off, like The Last of Us Two just got added back to PlayStation now, but that was on there before, but it was for like one month or something like that. So now, like now that it's there, just leave it there at this point. Like you're you're probably not going to sell a whole more bunch of those units until they do a PS5 version, of course. But it, you know, as you remaster these games and they've been out for a while, you can go ahead and put them out on there and not have to worry about them dropping off. That's yeah. that's definitely a good move. If you're not gonna have them there day and date, at least know that once they hit, I got them and they're not gonna go away. That yeah. would be the smart. The perfect move, I think. move would would be to commit to it. Like, hey, yeah. all of our games after a year will hit PlayStation now. Like, yeah. that's an easy way to for me to buy it out of convenience because I don't play my PlayStation much. I basically only play it for exclusives. Sure. But I would likely just subscribe because you know, like the the ones that I want to play, I'll just buy. But that's like one or two a year. Yeah. Yeah, but there have other exclusives throughout the year that I would potentially try if i had access to them so you know. i mean i mean you do but yeah sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing yeah you give donnie the value he's way more inclined to actually try oh it. totally yeah mm-hmm. and even third-party yeah. stuff they could get stuff that doesn't hit game pass or indie stuff um mm-hmm. you know are they going to launch indie games um playstation and i don't know they do, they do for get I was just gonna say they do get a good stream of independent uh, indies, exclusive indies on their platform yeah. too. So if yeah. they start offering those to kind of combat that too, that you're right, that's a great value as well. Yeah, like yeah. what is a stray then out, out yep. coming out this summer? Yeah, like I would love for that to be included in in a subscription. Um, yeah. Like the Uncharted collection, I think like this new Uncharted collection that got dated, that'd be a great thing to throw in the collection instead of having an upgrade fee. Make them subscribe. You're gonna make more yeah. money off of that long term anyway. Absolutely. You know, so like there's a lot of ways that this works well um, without them having to go full on Xbox, because I don't I don't think they can I don't think they can sustain the financial commitment it takes to do uh, something like that. But yeah, I don't think they yeah. have to. And, and the, the whole again, for me, this is a smart way, because I think what this does is it basically admits PlayStation now is just a flop. Right. So they're like, what if we add it to plus, but like we raise the price of plus because some people will jump. Right, some people they can convert some of because they got a ton of PlayStation yeah. Plus subscribers. So if you can yeah. get twenty or thirty percent of them to add on more money to that, that's a huge win. Let them stream the damn yeah. game. Get you know, you're making more money that way. Definitely a good idea. Than a secondary service, you're making so much more money mm-hmm. that way. And let's be honest, the PlayStation Plus games most of the time, especially now, are leaps and bounds better than the games with gold. So that's one thing that they have some edge up on. If they keep that going the way they're going and the PlayStation now, like, yeah, you don't get day one exclusives, but I do get some games, you know, that I wouldn't be able to get on Game Pass or PS now added to. So that's another day one exclusives that come to PS now. That's true. With with the exclusives that come to our PS Plus. So, yeah, you keep that trend going. Then you add all the extra stuff with with whatever the tiers are. You've got a really good competitor to Game Pass. It's not going to be about competing. 
but it's yeah. a competitor. And that's really what you need. You need to have something in the space to compete with Game Pass. And you so don't people necessarily... are just like, eh, well, I'm going to get this because it has all these games. Well, now we yeah. have something that competes to try to keep those dollars with PlayStation. I think a lot of people look at, when they look at these economics, it's always focused on the, well, how do you win? Like, who wins? It's yeah, not about winning. Easy. It's about competing in the space. You don't yeah. want to seize mm-hmm. the space. Yeah. Um, that was a big part of the Vita and the PlayStation Portable. They didn't want to seize the handheld market to Nintendo. You want to compete in the space because those are customers. That's a mind share. That's long-term yep. revenue and potential marketing You know that you're just giving. <laughs> you're just giving it to your competitor. So you want to be in the space. So even if it doesn't do as well as Game Pass, it's still something to market, something to have in your presentation. It's something to show value to your customers. And that's important. And it'll still be better than Nintendo Online plus data pack plus expansion, whatever. <laughs> Honestly, this sounds, this sounds a lot like Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit better, but it sounds a lot like Yeah. I mean, if you're throwing a library of PS1, 2, and 3 games and PSP games, that's, Dude, that's pretty I'm cool. Especially you, the PS3, I'd be pumped if for I get some Hot of those. Shots 3, Hot Shots right. Out of Bounds and Clock Tower. Resistance, I, you know. There. Infamous. Nah, I'll, I'll be you're not going to get Infamous. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it's already PS it. now, so why wouldn't you? You're gonna have like, to stream it. Yeah, yeah, but still. I mean, just being able to play it again, but though, you know, it's part of the service. Yeah, no, you but can. That, yeah, you can stream this stuff, but I want native. Yeah. I'm honestly, it'll be a big part of my interest in this. Is can I download native backwards compatibility games? Hmm. Can I download yeah. Hot Shots and play it locally? If I can, the then only, I'm probably gonna buy it. If I can take my already existing PS3 library and be like, yeah, everything you had on PS3, it's still attached to your account, so here you go. If I the can't problem do that, is as far as the backwards PS3. compatibility is concerned, I could care less. Emulating PS3 is a pain in the ass. That's why they went the streaming route to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Now it can oh, yeah. be done. They could do it. It's just probably they don't they're not gonna invest enough to do it. Yeah. But it can exactly be. the I'm investment they don't want to do. Shit. It. Yeah, if it's streaming, I, I'm not interested at all. Same. I'm I've not, tried I'm streaming streaming. I've tried We're streaming, streaming right shots. now, guys. Don't don't tell people not to stream. They're watching right now. But this isn't interactive. They don't have to, you know, like press buttons to make things happen. Hot shots is not a great candidate to stream. To you know, like if there's a, a a second lag, you know, or latency on hot shots, screws the whole game. That's fair. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So even infamous, like that's not a good game to stream. It's just the lag sucks. I cannot, ugh, I can't, I can't do it. I feel like if you got Infamous pretty close to like what you'd see on like Stadia, it's, I mean, it's kind of just like a brawler, really. And especially the old ones, you just kind of run around the world and just beat the hell out of folks. So like you can just kind of button and mash your way through latency on that one. You don't have to be mm. precise. For me, it just, it's, it's, like too, resistance. it's too noticeable for me to play. I can't I couldn't it. play with any lag. Like Hot Shots. Like, I played Hot Shots yeah. and I immediately, I think I made it through two holes of Hot Shots and I was like, absolutely not i can't play like this like and you know it's one of those things where if you really know the game you'll know you'll know it's there instantly um yeah, so that's yeah i can't do it if no just if i can't download it i don't want it i love I backwards compatibility and i would love i don't want to get my hopes up because of the stance that playstation has taken yeah. but i would love nothing else for them to have like a big presentation and show us a bunch of backwards compatibility support that would make me so happy that made me so happy to have my PlayStation 5. Um, it's got all the power in the world to do it. So I, I, I Definitely hope that does, that's yeah. what happens. But I'm not going to get hyped out there and buy yet. a four terabyte M2 drive. You're damn right. I will. That's the day we start getting the storage <laughs> upgrades because that would be amazing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Think about yeah. Armored Core. Um, 
You know, like mm. there's a bunch of games I would actually like to spin up and play. That's so funny. I there's like nothing that Clock I Clock Tower, Clock Tower like, Two, some old Fatal Frames, Dino Crisis, yeah, Parasite Eve. Dino Crisis. Man, God, anything from the PS Metal Gear, era, I look at and I just cringe. Metal no, Gear? I don't want to play Metal Gear. I have I have those. I won't play them now until they're remade. <laughs> like I have no desire to nah, play, play anything from the PS One era. I'll play them. Again. Like they just look like trash. I can't do it. I can't do it. But we also know I'm not I'm not the kind of guy who replays games or goes back. So like this really doesn't do much for me at all. Like I'm excited for it for people like Donnie and just to have something competitive for PlayStation. But personally, I like this. This doesn't do anything for me at all, really. Cool. Um, yeah. Quake has a horde mode now. This is another game that I did play. I played it on Xbox and Switch this week. Um, comes part as a free update for Quake Remastered. Um, it's made by Machine Games. You can play it locally, individually, or you can play it online multiplayer. You can play co-op. Me and Jack had a blast playing on an Xbox the other day. And I played it on Switch with motion controls, and it's really fun. Um, it's a little weird. It, it's there's no horde mode like on the select screen you got to go into multiplayer and start a room and then change the match to horde and then you can like pick your map and play um but i've i've really enjoyed quake remastered it's been a lot of fun since they released it and uh plays really really smooth on switch in particular like all these old retro games that they've brought back are a great fit for for switch and uh dusk if you guys haven't played it one of my favorite switch games of the year it's, it's fantastic so uh um, that's that's one of the news stories that came out this week. Um, we've got some quick hitters that I want to get to before we talk about the Game Awards. So, as we mentioned, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collections out January 28th. It's $50, or if you already own one of the games, the Lost Legacy or Uncharted 4, you can upgrade it for a $10 fee. Dev, did you see? So they won't, the upgrade was not 4K60. You can do 4K30. But they are including mm-hmm. a high frame rate mode, which mm-hmm. wasn't included in the PS4 version. But in the blog, they said that they're bringing it over from the PS from the previous version. So I'm wondering yeah. if they're planning on patching the game before this releases. Maybe I have no idea because I was like, "There's that a, was confusing as hell." I was patch like, "What for, for this?" I think and we all is were. There, is we it were not? <laughs> yeah, I need more details because yeah, like you you can say that there's a there's a high fidelity mode that's 4K 30, but is there what is the what is the 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 60 the performance mode? Like it could right. be 4K 60, but it's missing ray tracing or missing some kind of extra additional features. It's not in the fidelity mode or whatnot. Like I need more details because sure. I have not played Lost Legacy and I'll play it with the patch with 60 frames. So I need more I need more details like. It's just really weird that they didn't go into a little bit more detail about what the modes actually entail. Yeah, like, I agree with you, on. especially because yeah. you're charging for the upgrade. Like, what am I, what am I buying? I was like, confused me, by the whole press exactly release. I didn't what know what I'm the game was at this point. I'm like, what, what is this? Like, I thought it was like a new standalone thing at first, and then I read more. I'm like, oh, okay, it's it's four in the the DLC. Yeah, standalone DLC, whatever. I love Uncharted Four. It's my favorite Uncharted. I would love to play it again in super, you know, high fidelity. I really wanted Four King Sixty. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talked about Halo's campaign is out. It's got a lot of positive coverage, reviewing very, mm-hmm. very well. Um, there was a lot of discussion in the Discord and on Twitter yesterday about the campaign code not on the disc. So if you pre-ordered the disc and you got it early, like you still can't play until it releases. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of people upset about that, which I think it's more in their right to, if you're upset about it, let Xbox know. Xbox has a track record of caving to public demands. So. <laughs> 
if you don't like it, let them know. It seems it's a, that strategy has worked in the past. It's a successful strategy. Um, I don't think they're going to change it. That's just what I, I don't think so because because Phil will just look at you and go, if you have Game Pass, it was free. What I mean, are you complaining just, about? You didn't spend anything. Like Xbox went this path years ago, like with Game yeah, Pass, mm-hmm. the way that they do DRM and the way that they check physical games have always they've just been codes for years now. They're just license keys. Like you can yeah. put the game on it and it can install from the disc, but it's still just a license key. Even if you yeah. had the game on the disc last night, you still couldn't have played it. <laughs> like it would have installed and then you still couldn't have played it. Because I think just, if they just it, made it live at Xbox midnight, is. it would have been less of a story. I think is really what it is. Like people wouldn't even notice if it was like a midnight launch. Like you think about all the first party games that have, have come out in a while. Sure. It's always been like, hey, surprise, you can play it early or it's live at midnight. It's never been beyond that. And I think if yeah. if that happened, a lot more people wouldn't be complaining about it. But you're right. It's a it's a weird thing. But hey, it is what it is. You know, it's just like what Steam yeah. does. Like they're just basically yeah. the exact same thing as Steam now. You know, like you can buy copies of games on PC, but it's just letting you download the game code. Yeah, yes. there's no actual physical disc, even on PlayStation. Like it's installing and then yeah. saying, "Here's the license to let you play." It's not running the game from the disc. It hasn't been doing that for years. Like, yeah. See, these are things like on my Xbox, I completely don't care about it. But I'm also like mostly digital anyway. Mm-hmm. On my Nintendo, I actually do care because storage is finite, and those cartridges, like I want stuff on the cartridge. Like I value yeah. the cartridge that way, especially because the games like Bioshock, the cartridges that don't have all the games on them, they plummet in value so fast you know versus the games that do for whatever reason i'm not sure if it's a collector's thing or if it's just related to that it's an ea thing or or i don't know but it's something that i've always noticed but on nintendo i do value that stuff but i think it's more or less because your regular switch has 32 gigs right so if if you can play the game from the cartridge without downloading a patch like it's that's nice it's nice not have to install the damn thing yeah um but on xbox i don't i personally don't care (laughs) um Xbox skip ahead users can set custom backgrounds using the edge browser. Um, I'm excited to, to get into that. That's pretty cool. There are more rumors that mass effect legendary is coming soon to Xbox game pass as a new PC version was listed and it's got the special code name that all the game pass games have. So you've got the Polish ad that listed it and then you got this releasing. So it, it's probably coming soon. They'll probably have some sort of surprise announcement. Could be tomorrow for all we know, but it's probably coming soon. Uh, grid legends from Codemasters is out February 25th. The Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5 tech demo can be pre-installed. And I will go live. Is it live now or is it tomorrow during the Game Awards? I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Are you, you guys going to do that? It won't be live. I might. I don't know. Downloaded it. Yeah, I, I probably will. I just don't understand fully what it is. It's like, not a game, just, right? It's just going to be a right, video. I don't, no. like a that's what scene. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be It would be awesome if they announced the game. I'd be down for that. But as far as I'm imagining, it's like yeah. it's just going to be like a, a tech demo featuring Matrix characters. Right. If it was a game, I would have downloaded it, but I, I'm, I'm presuming it's just like a... I would scene. love for it to be a game that's like a prequel to the movie. Oh, that would be cool. Sweet. That'd be cool. And then the last one, this this came and kind of came out of nowhere. There was a lot of speculation on Reddit that The Last Night, which you guys might remember as this cyberpunk indie game, pixelish indie game from years ago. We're talking four years ago, right? Um, will be shown at the Game Awards. Well, Tim Saray who's the maker of this game, came out and said, it won't be there tomorrow, but you will see it in 2022. This is the first time we've really heard about this game in a couple years because he got basically canceled. He said a bunch of Gamergate stuff like years in the past, but when his game came out, people found it and they, you know, 
they do they twitter did what twitter does and yeah. like he basically lost investors and just went away i'm not saying it was unfair i don't know i haven't dug that much into it i'm just letting you know basically what happened um so this game is still coming okay. and apparently we will see it next year i i was very excited when i first saw this game this looks dope it looked amazing it had yeah. a very strong first impression i've been i the reason that i put it on our list is i've been kind of keeping track of this game ever since because i'm like where is this game because yeah i've had it on the back of my mind for a very long time so um won't be there tomorrow night but it will be we will see it maybe at e3 or something i don't i don't know he just said 2022 it will resurface so i'm very excited so speaking of tomorrow night tomorrow night's the game awards um so i want to ask you guys what what you're hoping to see or you planning on a watch i do not watch the game awards i'll be playing halo but I'll have my Chromebook up and I'll be monitoring Twitter and see the announcements. I'll stop if there's a cool trailer or something. Watch trailer. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably won't watch it either. I can't. It's I can't stomach it all. To be honest, it's too long. It's too much. Like you said, I don't have a problem with them doing a session of saying, "Hey, we're gonna make all these announcements and have all these trailers," but it's ninety percent of that and ten percent of awards. So just call it something else and. and do like a you know here's the game show and here's all these game announcements it's not it's not it's very little much award show versus uh just announcements which the announcements are great but i'll just do a catcher at the end or like you said if i see a cool trailer i'll watch that and i think that's what i'm going to do versus uh sitting there through all that um as far as what i'm hoping to see i mean like nintendo kind of always has at least one surprise or one announcement there yeah kind of hoping to see something there that that would be exciting you know something we haven't heard of already would be nice um, and I know there's been, a, there's been some grumbling and some rumors of a possible Bioshock four, um, announcement, which would be really cool if that that's true. I'm not holding my breath on it, but that'd be something else that would get me actually psyched up. But the game is being, I think it's going to be a lot of, right. I don't know if it's going to be there tomorrow. I mean, it'd be a good right. get, but there's a lot. Yeah. There are a lot of rumors about what that game is. Colin Murray did a breakdown of what he was uncovered. Reddit was coming through it. Like there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. I just don't know how many stuff is really going to be big, big versus, you know, big to certain people kind of things. Like we know, you know, there'll be a bunch of indie stuff, which, you know, some of the indie stuff we see is great and some is just meh, whatever, but they're going to call it a world exclusive premiere. And you're like, you get outside and you see it and you're like, oh, okay. World Another pixel art game. Great. You know, whatever. So, but yeah, I'll just be monitoring the, the, the news as it comes through and watch the trails as they pop up. But ultimately, like, I don't, I can't sit through that much of that. I'm very excited to see Hellblade. Apparently it's going to be there tomorrow. It's been a long thing. The Xbox Insider has been saying it's going to be there for like three months. So yeah. I firmly believe it'll be there, and I'm excited to see it. It's supposed to be the first gameplay reveal, which would be nice to see where where the next step of the game is. I expect mm-hmm. The Wolf Among Us 2 to be there tomorrow. That'd be and great. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited to see it, and uh, hopefully it's coming out this year. And uh, I would love nothing more. I would love... Did They they remastered the first one, right? Isn't it like yes. up-res? You can play it. I think they yeah, did was... like a, an Xbox One PS4 version. Yeah, it's not like it wasn't yeah. like a remaster, but it was an upgraded no, no, no. version. But, but of it was it. still had their engine with all the jank. So it's right. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I'd like I to see that. that. So good. On the Nintendo side, it's interesting. I know the world wants it to be uh, Zelda. Could be. They've shown Zelda stuff in the past. Yeah. I don't think it is, but I don't, I don't know. think it is either. I'm just guessing. I don't. I have, they showed Zelda at E3, and I don't think they're going to show Zelda until they have a better look at when it's going to come out. So, I don't know. I think if they'd they rather do. save it. I think they'd rather hold it and do more. Like, instead of a, a one-minute trailer at the Game Awards, I think they'd rather hold it and do, like, a 20-minute direct or something and if they do focus show just it, on it. It would give me some hope that it, it could come 2022, because right now I'm operating on a 2023 game. Sure. So, if they yeah, do show it again, maybe it's closer than I think. But I think 
they've got a more stuff like they could show the Pokemon game. They could show the Kirby game. I imagine yeah. there's two or three other games that we don't know about. They're coming out before May from Nintendo. Yeah. And tomorrow would be a great place to drop one of those. It could be a smaller thing. You know, like they they did Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze could be something like that. Could be another port. Yeah, something like that. Of a game, they could they could do Wind Waker or Twilight Princess. That's that story will never go away. Or like Metroid Prime, I guess. You know, like they could show one of Star Fox F Zero. Yeah, (laughs) let's not get crazy. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to really anything per se. Like I'm excited to see the new Destiny stuff, but for me, like I don't want to see anything about a game that's like a year out. Like that's just not me. I like things, seeing things that are coming coming soon. Like if it's a year out, I'm I I don't even really want to know. So oh, there's gonna be a lot of stuff that's like two or three yeah. years out. Oh yeah, I will. I could care less. Like I don't I don't really care if it's that far out. I, even I if it's six month intervals. So if it ain't, even if it's like Bioshock months, or I don't care. Honestly, no. I'd rather not know about it until it's close. Like that's hmm. just where I operate at this point now. Like I don't. I I want to go back to the time when you got a game magazine with the preview or a preview for a game that was coming in a couple of months. Like I, oh, I miss those times. Spot on, because yeah, so, he's in a blade. I, um, yeah, I just don't, yeah. Like I'm with you, Deb. I don't want another thing like the the last WB thing that they did. Not the fandom, but like the Batman thing where they showed uh, Gotham Knights again and um, Suicide Squad Kill the yeah. Justice League again. And I was like, I was all hyped to see it. And it was just another trailer. And you still saw nothing. And I'm like, these games were both yeah. supposed to be out like <laughs> this year, early this year. And now it's like next year. It's like, stop showing me stuff, especially if you're not actually Dude, showing gameplay have, at this point. Like They're going to have Lego Skywalker tomorrow, a trailer for it. It's be like the fifth year in a row they've had a trailer. For right. And it's like, at this point, like you don't it's need like, to show any more of that game. Just, just, just get it out. It's not gonna look any different. It's still Lego. This stuff doesn't bother me as much as you guys. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fine. I don't care. It's marketing. (laughs) Good. I think it it's marketing. And any time that these folks can get an opportunity to reach one more person, they got to take it. That's just the. That's their. Their. That's their business. I totally blame Sony for my for how I feel because (laughs) seeing the Last of Us for every for seven years in a row. Seven years. You know, I'm just like. I'm so Final Fantasy. There's so many. They trailer. went on a run there oh for like three years, man, where they just show the same game over same and over and over. Sh- like, how many times do I need to see this? It's like movie trailers. Like, I don't need to see a movie trailer 17 times before the movie comes. Just give me one. I just need one and show the difference. Is a lot easier to make a movie. <laughs> oh, I understand. I'm just saying, like. If the game isn't like close to coming out, man, I, I, wait. You're if just gonna forget about out, it okay. before it comes out. Yeah, there'll be another trailer. Out, and I think that's why it doesn't bother too much. Like I'm with you. I, I like getting excited for things. Uh, like I get excited for dates. Um, but yeah. sometimes it works the opposite way. Um, I was excited for Ghostwire Tokyo the first time I saw it because it looked awesome the first time we saw <laughs> yeah. it. Like that atmospheric trailer that it got looked dope. And yeah. then when you actually saw what the game was, I was like, oh, this <laughs> nope, <laughs> this isn't nearly as good. <laughs> Um, nope. but, but sometimes it can work the other way too. There's sometimes they'll show me games. I'm like, I don't know about that one. And then by the time you get the gameplay trailer and the story trailer, I'm like, oh no, this looks awesome. You know, See, yeah. that's all you need yeah. is the gameplay trailer and the story trailer. Don't give me this cinematic nonsense about what you think the game might be. Give me the damn gameplay. Give me the what's gameplay that, trailer. Give me the story trailer. That's all I want to see. What's that crazy. I want to say square game. I'm not sure if it's square. That's coming to PlayStation where like you drop through a the portal game. and you go it's back. A game. Yeah. What's that game? Uh, I've forgotten already because it's. So that's one of those. The more I see it, the more I'm like almost intrigued. I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool. Uh, for spoken, I think yeah, it's for like, spoken. That's the one you're talking about. 
kind of getting well, I was hype on that cool. one when I saw it, but I, I think anything that gives me a female protagonist that kicks ass, I kind of want to play that game. <laughs> like, yeah. that's just, I don't know what it is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I liked the, to me, it was the smoothest of the combat. It was heavy yeah. Bayo vibes. I'm like, mm-hmm. this yeah. is cool. Because yeah. I like those yeah. games. I don't know if that is what this is or not, but you know me. Love Devil May Cry. That's what it looks like. Stuff. I'll, I'll play all of those games. So, yeah. Josh is attacking me. Josh, I enjoy Bayonetta games as well, and that's a female protagonist. So stop attacking me for the female protagonist thing. (laughs) It's only I don't have a problem. It's only no, because I like no, because um, uh, what's her name? Horizon. Oh my god, no, Horizon Aloy. You like Aloy? Yes, that's that was one of the things. Yeah, he likes female protagonist games on PlayStation. Everybody else can kick rocks. Bayo was well, on that's Nintendo. because the, we only have good, you know, games on PlayStation with story. Everything else is not on PlayStation. It sucks. So. Keep being awesome, Josh. Keep being <laughs> awesome. I just, I just don't pick yeah. females when I have a choice. That's, that's my cross to bear. I Why guess not? if you want to attack. Danny was the best know. choice. Danny was I the only both. choice. The female. Danny. I loved. It. I liked the female Danny six. too. He was, he was hilarious as well. So I don't know. I do both. Yeah. I went there yeah. for a strong yeah. two or three year period where it was all female. And then now I've actually come back and I've started picking more male protagonists. But I, I definitely went female Danny. There's only yeah. one Danny. I, I can't remember the last time I was given a choice between a male or a female and chose male. I just, I don't do it. I don't know why. Females are just more interesting. We've had males like my entire 40 years has been a male protagonist. I'm just so bored of dudes. They're just boring. Uh, did you not play Metroid? Oh, cool that was dudes. like. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't say anything. So, yeah. But you know how I feel about Metroid. I love Metroid. Samus is, right. is Bay. She's awesome. Of course. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah. That's all I got for the news this week. All right. Well, before we get into this news or into these questions, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, try these Terry's uh, chocolate oranges that I found <laughs> in Target. So I'm Good for you. Little taste test. I can't believe you didn't. You guys didn't know this was a normal thing. <laughs> you and Josh was like, "What are you guys talking about?" Like Google it right away. I was like, "You can get a Target." Like right now, I'm it's not really a chocolate person, good. though. By the way, so I wouldn't have known That's about it to begin with. That's racist, Danny. Did you get Sorry. the milk chocolate or the dark chocolate, Dev? Maybe I, I got the milk chocolate. Good. Call. It's really good. The nice little hint of orange. This is uh-huh. like candy. It's delicious. Racist. I like them. I don't my wife hates them, but I like in them. my chocolate. That's gross. it. Doesn't taste like real fruit. It's like artificial orange. Like I don't orange want soda. that either. Like no, yeah. I don't want the hint. It's of like fruit a. It's like chocolate. a. It's like an orange Mykonite. That's what yeah. But it's chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's ch- like that ruins it. Chocolate all. is oh, delicious. Wow. No. no. Not when it tastes like oranges. Oh. Damn it, Donnie. It's terrible. All right. Well, let's get into these questions. We have a lot as always. So let's see. Let's start with something absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> the Winter Gamer, he asked, uh, if you were to be milked, <laughs> what flavor would come out? Orange chocolate. <laughs> I mean, G, G Fuel? Is that what that, is that G count? Definitely G Fuel. For Kevin. Um, no, I would be if, you wanna, if you want to go with the redhead joke, it could be strawberry milk, I guess. Then, right? uh, I was going to say, Kevin, you're definitely strawberry milk, right? That's yeah. what I was going to say. I, I mean, that's easy. Yeah. Low hanging fruit. I'd be, be coffee <laughs> or cinnamon. Rum. Mine would be rum. <laughs> Absolutely, it would be rum. Gross. Just gross. Rum milk. <laughs> it's like basically Kahlua. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, that's not true. Bad at all. 
Yeah. Since we're talking about like game of the year stuff, uh, Coach Hook says, do sports and racing games deserve to be considered for game of the year? Yeah, sometimes. This year, does Forza deserve to be considered? Yeah, Forza is one of the best games this year. You can tell yeah, me I, whether it Mario, is or didn't it Mario isn't Kart previously for you. It should have been, but it, but I don't. I think objectively, Forza Horizon is one of the best games that came out this year. It's kind of there's really there's almost no objection. Yeah, I mean, yeah, certainly they shouldn't be excluded from it based on the category that they fall in. Do I think genre, like right? year over year, like NBA 2K or Madden's going to be in it? No, because you know sometimes it's very minor changes, but. For stuff that's absolute peak performance or of execution and gameplay style or something just different that happens to be a sports game, then yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we don't see it happen too, too Some often. Some of those overall, iterative but... titles, they make a leap. Sometimes yeah. they do change their engine and they do add a story mode or like when they did mm-hmm. the the MJ mode, right? That was a big mm-hmm. deal. Right. Um, and at that time, they hadn't done stuff like that before. So it was big for mm-hmm. like their genre. And they've done it every year since. So the luster kinds of wear off. But when they take big yeah. leap forward... Absolutely. They deserve recognition when it's done well. Now, Madden's yeah, story mode's a joke. <laughs> it's all. <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, but yeah, I think sometimes they do stand Absolutely. out and they should be considered. A game like SSX Tricky, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. NBA Street right? Volume 2, those should definitely be yep. considered for Game of the Year. Like something that's not your traditional iterative game a lot of the times. Yeah, like a Forza Horizon, definitely. And I've said this a bunch. Like uh, the fact that they're coupled together is kind of stupid yeah it is definitely stupid i was gonna say borderline like offensive to those developers like it's not it's not fair right like the racing genre is such a popular genre of video game yeah and there are mm-hmm. so many options to choose from annually oh god or, yeah right? annually yeah. every year there's so many options to choose from um even in down years there's still you know the crew and mm-hmm. the grid and stuff like that like for them not to for them to have to fight basketball and fifa is not fair it's just no, not no. fair. It'd be like if you took shooters and RPGs and combined them into one category. You know, like it's not it's not fair. It's not fair to any of those people. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't like that either. But it's just, you know, it's reflective on the people that make up the award show. They yeah. don't care about them. So they're an afterthought. And I think that's one hill that I think it's worth dying on because that genre, that one award category makes up so mini gamers like so mm. much market share that um uh, it's kind of disrespectful i think is the right word i'm looking for yeah like to have that many Absolutely. millions of players and you to lop them all into one side category is kind of you know it's disingenuous it's not it's not reflective of the gaming medium it's not reflective of the market it's absolute nonsense it needs to be rectified damn it yep agreed we yeah. sell racing wheels you walk into an arcade and they're racing yeah, right. seats. That's true. <laughs> but they don't get that their own true. award. It's ridiculous. It's the bullshit. Um, Delvin Cox, he uh not here today, but still shows up in question for him. He, he says, you're stuck in a time loop. Who are you getting in PSVG to believe you for one and then help you get out of the loop? Not Devin. Just arguing with Devin is a time loop. I was about to say, can we can we do yeah. who we definitely wouldn't and why, and then who we would? Because I think that would be fun. I think Josh is sympathetic to all, so I would reach out to Josh and be like, "Dude, I need some help," and I think I got a good <laughs> chance of him believing me. So Josh would probably be my answer. That's that's a good one. I Josh came to my mind too, just because he like said the empathy that Josh has for like everyone. Um, 
But then I also came to, for me, it would be Lucas as well, because he would just be batshit crazy mm-hmm. enough to believe me and be like, all right, I'm down for some time travel shenanigans or whatever, you know, like he'd try and Bill and Ted the whole experience for it. So uh, I'd be down for that for sure. And I definitely wouldn't, um, no offense, Donnie, I would not pick you because we just argue. Like you said, it'd be the same thing. Like I wouldn't be able to get my point across. You'd be like, no, 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 that can't happen. You couldn't possibly be in a time loop. That's just ridiculous. So we wouldn't get anywhere. And I just keep dying. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I was thinking I'd probably go with Elaine cause she's smart and she'd probably figure it, figure it out. So. I don't know. I feel like she just say you're drunk or high or something. Like, what are you talking about? Like, eh, I, think, no. I feel like she'd be smart enough to get out of it, but I feel like she might not, not crazy deaf. Right <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm gonna take no a rush. couple attempts. Yeah, take a couple attempts to yeah. get out of the loop. That's all. I think Time it would work with Deb. She's 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 very fond of Deb. It wouldn't work for me in a lane. She's just a <laughs> Deb. She's just a Deb Homer. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Elaine would just I love me some Elaine, Elaine would believe you, Donnie, but then just let you suffer. Still through. leave me in there. Yes, she would believe you and be like, yeah. "Not gonna do anything to help you." Yeah. You know who I'm not picking? Delvin, because he has no idea what he's doing. No, he says it all the time. In any, in any category of life, he has no idea what he's doing. So <laughs> he would just be like, "Let's go to GameStop and pre-order some steelbooks," you know, and that would be his solution to it. Right. You, you'd break the loop <laughs> if you actually got the steelbook. That would get you out. So maybe it would work. I don't know. Like, Maybe, no, uh, no, no, absolutely not. Not trusting it. No. Yeah, yeah. All right. From Cal the Pug, he says, "Uh, top five favorite Christmas movies of all time." Side note: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. Hundred percent Christmas movie. Top five? Yes. I've never top actually five. thought to list them out. Yeah, I can do it. Um, no particular order. No particular order. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Absolutely. That is on my a, list. A Christmas Story. Yep. Home Alone. Maybe. Yeah, it's on there. Die Hard. Maybe. And then I have to go, I think, with Elf as my fifth. Ooh. I've never seen probably, Elf. Probably not. Never seen Elf? What? Um, <laughs> I'll go Bad Santa. Over Elf, for sure. Okay. Never seen that either. Probably not over Home Alone. I feel like I need to watch them all again before I can make up my mind. All right, yeah. so I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll end you with this. Not only is it my favorite Christmas movie of all time, but it's actually quite one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's A Wonderful Life. Hmm. I absolutely love that movie. I think it's a timeless movie. I think it's some of the best yeah. American cinema we've ever had. It's a classic. And that's beyond Christmas movies and just all movies. I just absolutely adore that movie, hmm. so. If I was making like a top 10 list of favorite movies ever, It's a Wonderful Life is probably on that list. So, Interesting. Yeah. I'm going with Home Alone, uh, National Lampoons, um, This Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Scrooge. I need to look at my movie show. Oh, Scrooge is a good one. I like Christmas with the Cranks Scrooge. too, but I don't know if that'd be my top five. But Yeah, I like Chris, Christmas with the Cranks. You're talking Scrooge. You're talking about with Bill Murray? Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't like that one as much. And I'm not sure if it's because I, I've just, there's a lot better Bill Murray movies. I think maybe that holds it back. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like as a Christmas movie. Yeah. It's fine. You know what? We completely forgot all of like the claymation Rudolphs and stuff like that. No, I didn't. (laughs) I mean, dude, I love (laughs) Rudolph, but then like, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing they just don't frosty. I don't know. They don't hold up anymore. I know my last one. 
Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins is good. Yeah. Gremlins would get in over uh, Home Alone for, for sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Home Alone is just so good. What about... Um, yeah, Home Alone is definitely a classic. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at these lists and I'm looking at the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie right now. Jink all the way. Miracle on 34th Street. Get the Turbo good. Man. Absolutely not. Sinbad. No. <laughs> Sinbad. <laughs> yeah. No Christmas horror movies for you, Danny? I've never seen Krampus. That's the one that always comes up a lot. Mm. I mean, Gremlins works. Gremlins, um, yeah. I like Gremlins 2 more than Gremlins, though. Me too, Yeah, actually. Gremlins 2 was hilarious. Gremlins was hilarious, 2 was great. But that one, yeah. does it, I don't think that one takes place over Christmas, though, so I don't look at it as a Christmas movie. It does not. No. But it's a better before movie. Christmas? Never before Christmas. I was, I was going to bring that up after Death. See, I'm talking. That one's me, a great one. That, that's like a white that person thing, Dev. I get it. We watch it, it on it's... Halloween. No, we, that's, that's one of our favorite movies. We watch it, but we only watch it on Halloween. Okay. We never watch it around Christmas. But see, it's more. So I'm, I'm in the camp that it could be both. Christmas. But it's more of a Christmas movie than it is a Halloween movie. Yeah, that I, I agree. I agree. With Kevin there. I'm not disagreeing there. Yeah. I'm just saying we just, just never when you watch, watch it for Christmas. We well, Trading Christmas places. Carol, too, is great. Trading Places is, is classic. Yeah. I never think of it as a Christmas movie, though. For I never think of it as a Christmas movie either. Yeah. No. But Muppets Christmas Carol, that's my favorite Christmas Carol iteration because Hobby says uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol in the chat. Um, I prefer the Muppets one over that, but. Because Muppets are just dope. Yeah. Um, The Winter Gamer, who is now going by the Sleepy Gamer after having a child, he wants to know, he says, with cloud gaming really pulling some weight with being able to play the newest games when you can. Wait, this is just all broken. I'm going to read it. (laughs) As it, He's as sleepy. With cloud gaming really pulling some weight with being able to the newest games, when can we see just paying for xCloud? And when do you think Sony will catch up? Well, first I want I want to I want to correct the <laughs> Sleepy Gamer name tag was uh that was that was given by me uh from Extra Life when he actually brought a full size uh, air mattress and took two naps throughout Extra Life in the corner of the room. <laughs> he had like a he had like a queen size bed. I'm like, Mad dude, respect. rolled up. So, so he became the sleepy gamer. Um, Real yeah, I don't know. Man I, of genius. Yes, yes, it was one of those moments. <laughs> They're like, well, because we're I'm just playing. I hear the sleepy <gasps> noise of it filling up, and I'm like, what is going on? He's got a comforter out. He had he had a dust ruffle on it. I don't know. He understood um, the assignment. Smart. He, he did. Yeah, he definitely understood the assignment. But yeah, cloud gaming. I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, if if it really works, then then yeah, I could see us eventually paying for just that. But like Donnie said, if there's any latency, that's that's the issue, right? With cloud gaming, I think just in general for streaming the game. Period. So I think eventually, if it gets there, I don't think we're gonna pay just for it. I think it just might replace the other options. Like, oh, you don't need to download anymore. Just just stream it. Like, that's I think it'll be like that versus the paying value for just added that. of Game Pass yeah. is that they right. they've made it an option, but not the option. I don't think exactly. they'd ever split it out. There's no real value for no. them splitting it out. No. They don't. They don't want to go cheaper. They want to go higher. They want to make your subscription pay more, not less. Yeah. I don't think they're higher. like going to reach more people by making. I mean, it's already just ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you get Game Pass, you know, for ten bucks a month, or you know, all the deals you can get. God, I bought three years of Game Pass this Black Friday. I've got <laughs> Game Pass. Christ. I seriously have Game Pass through 2027. I mean, we have Game Pass. That is just insane. <laughs> like, I just keep stacking codes. If they want to keep giving me buy two, get one, buy one, get two, I'm going to take those free months. 
Because yeah. I'm telling you, man, if they keep if if this Bethesda thing works out, and they start dropping five, six, seven exclusives, yes. price of Game Pass going up, and you'll yep. all be feeling you'd be like, damn, Donnie was smart. <laughs> I I, I'm playing this like a futures market. I'm just investing <laughs> in the futures, man. I'm just I'm sitting on oil <laughs> reserves, right? I'm spending a dollar today to get five dollars in the future. Like this is Game Pass the new NFT, right? That's it. <laughs> I've got codes for days. I my 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 thing that I keep my codes in is just like a list now, man. It's just I got to scroll now. I've got so many game pass codes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but no, I I thought it was cool that he could jump in and play Halo like right when it was there. Yeah. For some people that couldn't download or if the download was going slow, like it, it's awesome that you can just play. I've I've used it a couple times to test stuff. Like I've I've looked at a game that kind of looked cool on Game Pass. It's like I won't download that, but I don't know if I'll actually like it. So I hopped right. in X-Play and, you know, get, took it for a, a tour for 10 minutes. Yeah. Most of the time I realized I don't want to play it. I stop and I never download it, you know, <laughs> so it worked out. It works out well. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Hmm. All right, we're going to do one more question and then we're going to get up out of here. We have so many questions. Uh, we do have a lot of questions. Right, you want to just... List plow through a bunch of them then and call it a day we should do at least like two more two or three more so yarden says uh what does a perfect day entail for you for me at this point sleeping in being left the hell alone and being allowed to play video games for hours on end without interruption that is a perfect day for me right now. i was gonna say that plus snacks you need some snacks but yeah i mean i i don't sleep in ever um if I'm asleep past 7 a.m., that's sleeping in for me. So if I were able to Jesus. actually do more than that, it would be same. No, I sleep be in great. every weekend. Every Dude, weekend. It, just, it just can't. My house is too jumping at all times. And it's like even, you know, for the last two mm-hmm. months, I've had every Friday off because they make, made me use my vacation time, even though I wasn't going away. So I've been taking Fridays off. I still have to get up at 6 a.m. to make sure all the kids are up. They're getting ready for school. They yeah. got out the door. I drive them there. Like, old? Yeah, but they don't He's take the car. I'm not having right. them walk especially in this weather now, like we're like 15 degrees out when I wake up, I'm not having them walk to school, Hmm. but I just make sure they wake up because they're teenagers. They don't always wake up. Their alarm goes off and they just hit snooze and go back to sleep. So I have to make sure I'm there to catch their last minutes. My six year old doesn't let me sleep at seven. Wow. Damn it, Danny. Yeah. I take my kids to school in the morning. That's, that's, that's my thing. So yeah, my sleep in Saturday is sacred. They're up. You used to hear me argue with my mother-in-law. And there's so many times we'll have holidays and stuff. My mother-in-law was like, all right, so we'll see you guys at the house of 10. <laughs> like, hell, you will. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. 10? I'm getting, I'm getting up at 10. And she's like, Jesus, Donnie. I'm like, what are you talking about? That is my so, time. So what are you doing Christmas Day then? pay all these bills for that moment to sleep in on my Saturday. What about Christmas Day? It's a Saturday this I year. What time are you getting up? Christmas Day. Okay. Yeah, we wake right. up At least you do that and stuff. Okay. Yeah. But what's early? Because if ten is your regular, <laughs> ten is early for Donnie. Oh, my Christmas my, is on Saturday Christ, this on Christmas, year. So my kids get me up usually around seven or eight. Okay. All right. And we usually yeah. do a big breakfast and stuff on holidays. But I'm not yeah. gonna like wake up early, get dressed, and everything, and then drive two hours to my in-laws. Like, no, I'll get there when I get there. Y'all can chill. Okay. Like, I'm not imposing <laughs> on your holiday. We'll get there when we get there. I'm sure the food will still be there. I'm sure everybody will still be there. We don't need to be there at 10 in the morning. That's absurd. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. Don't. <laughs> it's like, if, and if it was me, don't come over. Stay away. Like, no. Yeah, well, you can come like around day. noon 
drop off the gifts to the kids. And then I don't want any on. guests before noon ever. Mm. No. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I would love to be able to sleep in. It's just not a thing that happens nah. very often. If you I know, the the time you're describing is very much like when Breath of the Wild released. You know, I took a vacation and yep. just had all day to just play Zelda, and it was quite amazing. Actually, kids went to school, wife went to work, I was just off work playing Zelda. Like I literally took ten days. My boss was livid. I took ten days off. Ten had a staycation, wow. did nothing but play Zelda. Wow, my wife would. Probably cut me multiple. Went out times to eat. I attempted such nonsense. I went out to mm-hmm. lunch, got food, came back, play more Zelda, take a nap, play more Zelda. Like all I did. See, I've taken days off to play games. Like I, t- I've taken days off for Destiny expansions. But even with that, I'm still taking the kids to school. <laughs> yeah, I'm still am. getting up, taking the kids to school, and then I come yeah, home and play that. because it's the least I can do. Like I'm going to be off. I'll take the kids. Man, I'll look at you, you guys. Your day. I'm such a selfish person. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I'm learning. It's just how selfish of a person I am. I absolutely not. I'm not doing that. Hey, I, but it works I for you. Jealous. Like I mean, I am envious. You know, right? It's not. It's not what we do. But you're you're not divorced yet, so it's like it's my all kids good. on the yeah. bus. We don't take our kids to the land. Kids ride the bus. Yeah. yeah see, we're we're too close. We're too close from the bus, but we're too far away to walk. Really. So it's like we're just on the outskirts of it. Mm. Yeah, and then I walk the six-year-old because I walk with her there because it's two blocks away. But yeah, yeah, you can definitely you know, walk. I mean, it's, they're both their schools are miles away, so they both take yeah. the bus. My daughter now rides like with her friends and her mom. They take them. They have a carpool, you know, so she hops in the carpool with them. And I'm not taking them. I laugh. My kids are like, "You're gonna take the school? Ah, you better See, get on I'm that bus." Just, I'm terrified <laughs> of not taking them to school or not somebody not picking them up. Like it just really it worries me. Yes. Nobody ever took me to school ever. Hell, I walked. Nobody to school took in me Columbus to school either. Like, in oh, the same winter. thing with me. Yeah, same thing with me. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I walked. Like, it's too cold. Nobody to took me to school, like, man. I walked to school and walked about home that when I was took a kid. the bus. Yeah, but no, I, it's a I, different I era, and kids are constantly getting snatched, especially out yeah, here. Really? Like, I'm always seeing oh, yeah. some kid is getting snatched up. So I'm terrified of that, and also I'm just gonna keep it a hundred. Like they're brown skinned. I'm just worried. I live in a very, very Trump era. Or mm. area like they're just some always yeah, live different worlds, right? Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've I'm never just, had to yeah. worry about that. But I walked. I mean, I was walked too, but yeah, kindergarten to fifth grade, like when I was in Columbus. But it was like a, you know, it was a commuter town, like you know, bus passes and stuff. Like I could get around in third grade. Yeah, like you can't do this that. This wasn't here. a fear like, of mine when I was a rural kid. Georgia, I was never worried can't, about that. Can't get around yeah. as a kid. And neither were our parents, Steph. So you know, yeah, like, exactly. Like we it was a different era. Like yeah. In LA, we were fine. Like that was not a thing. But now, like times have just changed, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, Ugh. yeah, I don't know. This child trafficking stuff is real creepy. The amount of like stuff that I see from our news about kids missing is just like, dude, what is this? Is just yep. I'm dropping you off. The, neighbor, no the neighborhood app on my <laughs> ring, you know, the ring I get the neighborhood alerts, and like all the time, they're like, my kid's missing. My this is missing. I'm like, oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeez. <laughs> we don't have a lot of that around here. I gotta be thankful for that, at least. They're like, my deer is missing. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> somebody broke into my barn. Somebody stole we actually my had somebody. Funny story. We actually had somebody lose a goat. He ended up in my yard, <laughs> and my dogs were going absolute <laughs> ape shit. He got stuck under my porch and couldn't get out. And my dogs were losing their freaking minds. We legit had a wandering goat in our yard. It was like a year ago. Just went outside, man. It's just somebody's goat. Like, hey, you come get your goat. So that is so real story. random. Mm-hmm. 
Somebody come get your goat. Your goat. Wow. And they showed up too. Pickup truck and everything. About four of them. Did it have like, like a collar? Like who it belonged to? So you could call him and be like, come get your goat? Like, it's no. like a cat. Like, we posted a so picture how- that there was a goat in our yard and like these people were looking for their goat. They were like, holy crap, we've been looking for him all day. Wow. The differences <laughs> between city places and this rural place that you mm-hmm. live in. Family, you better get your ass on the school bus. <laughs> I'm not getting up putting shoes on taking you to school. It's ridiculous. <laughs> See, I wake, I wake up at 6 a.m. So I get Hell up at 6 a.m. I go upstairs. Awful. I make sure my kids are waking up. And I'm waking up right away because I give them like a half hour at least. But I log on and I start what? working at 6 a.m. So I'm already working. Like So Donnie wakes up Damn. at 10. I've already been working now, You got to remember, hours. though. But wait, what time do you go to bed? I go to bed like midnight, 1 a.m. See, I go to bed at like you guys see. when I go. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference here. You're going to bed when I'm going to bed, and it's a yeah. three-hour difference. Right, it's ridiculous. Right, that's that's always my 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 clock has never been the early morning clock. I've never been the mm-hmm. person. I've always yeah. thought I, like if I I'm got not older, an early morning person. I hate it. I just I've always thought choice. that if I got older, like every old person I know wakes up super early. They all do. My dad. That's because our back all, hurts. We gotta all, pee. They all that's just it. wake like, up yeah. early. And I always thought that like, I would grow into it. And as I get older, like I feel like I grow further away out. Like, you know, it's not, it's nothing for me. I'm usually up two, three in the morning every day, but I, you know, I'm not up at six, Mm. (laughs) but that's just my natural clock. I've always kind of been on that rhythm. Yeah. 6 a.m. So I can already hear it calling me. I'd quit my job if they were like, you've got to be up at 6 a.m. every day. Oh no, I don't have to be up, but I'm up and I can work. I work. I'm just saying if if that was what it was, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, fine. I'll do something else. (laughs) No, thanks. I changed careers. Yeah. Pass. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Last question. Uh, from Grouchy. He says, this is for mostly Donnie. A lot of Uh-oh. games came out that you were really looking forward to. Some were severely disappointing. Which ate the hype the most and lived up to what you wanted? Kenna ate the hype. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't remember them all. For Death's me, Death's Door ate the hype. Oh, yeah, yeah that's going. For real. Uh, Guardians, for me, it was better than I was expecting. So, like, that really blew me away with how good it was. I think that's the case for most movie. everybody that I've heard talk about is that that seems yeah. to be the thing that the expe- expectations were so low. And because yeah. it's coming in over expectations, there seems to be a lot of hype for it. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, and it's really good too. Like I just, I tempered my own expectations deliberately. I kept telling myself like, it can't be that good, and then it was great on top of it. So, yeah. yeah. For me, it's definitely Death Door. Death Door ate all the hype, took it, and ran away with it, and came back and gave <laughs> me some more hype. Like it just yeah. keeps sprinkling hype throughout the year. Like I'm playing through it again on PlayStation, and we'll probably play it a third time. So I can platinum it with the umbrella because that game is just good. I mean, That's I, exactly I, what I needed. I bought a Switch copy. I'm going to play it on the OLED. I'm excited. All right. Well, but yeah, definitely Kenna Death Store definitely ate the hype this year in what was mostly a miss year. I had so many games that I was really excited for and just by the time I got my hands on them, just wasn't as into them. Yeah. Like Ratchet. 
I loved Ratchet my first two hours with that game. I was like, oh my God, it's incredible. And little did I know, like just nothing else really. <laughs> but the rest of the way through, it was basically the same. I was expecting like this big PlayStation mm-hmm. game and it was like, no, that's basically it. Like, oh, really? Okay. Maybe it's because this was my first and only Ratchet game that I played, but I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, but I get it. It didn't, it didn't change as you kept playing. It's a platformer. It just kind of stayed the same yeah, as it was. The same. I get same your point. You expecting stuff, it to yeah. change? Yeah. I just figured that's how all platforms I mean, that's what I was doing, but I, but I understand where Donnie's coming you from. You add a little bit more to it. Yeah. I was hoping yeah. to definitely a more diversity, better story, just more stuff. Just didn't I love the this story. Just, didn't do that for me. Cute. No, it didn't do it for me. For me. No. I didn't like it as much as you, Dad. You're wrong, Donnie. Yeah, see? wrong. Every time I have an opinion he disagrees with, he just starts shouting over top of it. For me, yeah. it didn't yeah, for work. You. And you are wrong. Just for because me, I said so. Didn't work. Big meaty men slapping me. I get it. I totally get it. And then All right, Heroes well, gonna... was kind of a mess. Mario Golf was kind of a mess. Kind of. Okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna go out on depressed. So we're just gonna cut this down. No, 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 no. Hang on. Eat the hype. <laughs> the medium ate all of the kinds of hype for me this year. Was that this year? Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, this game has been completely forgotten about. It came out in January. The medium. Oh, okay. I thought it was last year. Fucking I did awesome. too. I was going to say, wait. Loved that game. Title? Liked it a lot. And um, really liked it a lot. And um, yeah, so I had a couple in there that really worked out. So you had a, a good beginning of the year with the medium and you're, you're having a good end of the year with Halo. But everything in I think Halo's eating like, the hype. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. More so than like, um, you know, like Far Cry was like whelmed. Like it was basically what I expected. And same for Forza. Forza is exactly hmm. what I expected it to be. Um, Halo, it seems better than I expected. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, let me go ahead and thank these live on air producers before I forget. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. Uh, Mr. Michael Masick, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, myself, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, RJ Korn, Horse Girl 69, nice. Zach nice. Adams, Joe Wilson, Michael Taylor, Trucker Sloth, Brolin, and Jason Cater. Or, yeah, Carter, Carter. sorry. I can't Mr. Read. Carter. Jesus. Mr. Carter. <laughs> yeah, can't read today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jason. New patron. Yes, Thank we you. appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Um, and with that, play some video games.